G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 AD, the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're chatting with Lucy Holmes Bailey, who is a part of the Brecky team at Light FM in Melbourne. And she's also a well-known singer and TV presenter. And we're actually hanging out in Vietnam. We've been visiting people in the north of Vietnam who are getting cataract surgery with CBM. It's an amazing time. Uh, so we're going to share a bit more about that in the interview. But let's find out a bit of Lucy's story. Uh, welcome to the program. Tell us a bit about where you were born and raised. Well, thanks for having me, Matt. It's lovely to meet you as well. Um, I uh, was born in England, actually, in Yorkshire. Um, so in North... Uh, North England and immigrated with my parents when I was a baby. So all my family's still over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mum and dad came out and we moved to Sydney very briefly. Then we stopped in Brisbane. That was it. And I spent most of my life in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Melbourne uh, after I finished university mm-hmm. and in my early 20s. And I've been in Melbourne ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you have uh, much of a religious upbringing? Uh, my parents weren't raised Christian, and uh, when they were in Brisbane, my mum ended up going to a, a church which is which was back yeah. in those days it was Holland Park Holland Baptist. Baptist. Yeah. yeah, so they went to Holland Park Baptist, uh-huh. and and then it moved to um, Mansfield uh, High, yep. and my mum went in, and no religious upbringing at all for my mum in the in the UK. It just wasn't a thing, and mum tells us story that she saw that was doing praise and worship time and the whole church, it was a big church, we're doing a conga line around the church. And it really struck my mum. And now my mum's not that kind of person. She's not a sanguine. She's quite introverted. But it really struck her that all these people were so joyous. And she gave her life to Jesus, I think, that day. And then she invited my dad back the next week. And she's like, and they had no context about really anything. Mm-hmm. But they were obviously searching in their hearts for mm-hmm. a deeper meaning. And Dad came and Dad uh, gave his life to Jesus that day as well. And I was eight years old at the time. And I went to Sunday school. And then I ended up making the choice myself as well to become a Christian uh, when I was eight. So it was great that the yeah. whole family did it as well. Yeah, it was really, really wonderful. And did you uh, follow the course through your teenage years? Or did you do the prodigal daughter thing? Or No, I was a pretty good girl. I was pretty good. Uh, and I've always had a faith in Jesus. I mean, I guess when you reach your teens, there's always times where you you want to rebel, but nothing particularly serious. But I've oh, I've always I've always towed the line. I've always been quite well behaved. <laughs> You're at uh, Christian Outreach College, I understand, for school. A couple of my friends, John Barnes and Jolene yeah. London. Now Jolene Thomas, yeah. uh, mutual friends of ours. Uh, you went to school with them. Did they behave themselves at school? Oh, I can't say. Look, I'll get in trouble if I told stories about those two. Uh, they're great, great people though. But yes, what a very very small world. But yeah, great school in Queensland, mm-hmm. uh, Christian Outreach College. I think. 
it's changed now to City Point College, but really fantastic place for me as a, you know, as a teen to be educated in a Christian environment. And it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Such a great school. I have the most incredible memories from my time at COC. Tell us what you did after school. Uh, after school, I studied journalism for about a year mm-hmm. and I thought, I love writing. I love creative writing. I love that kind of thing. So I started studying journalism and uh, realized, I mean, I was getting HDs. I was doing really well, but it wasn't creative. It was very much who, what, when, where, how. And the lecturer on the first day said, you need to be the kind of person if they see a fatal accident that you stand there and take the details, not stand there and help. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, no, that's not me. I'm very empathetic. And I and I, the more I did, I realized that journalism wasn't for me, even though I was doing well in it. So I stopped for a while. And what I really wanted to do was music. But I thought, there's no future in music. And I thought I had to get a desk job. But I applied for the Conservatorium of Music in uh, North Queensland to do a Bachelor of Music Theatre, which is my, was my passion, singing and dancing and acting. Mm-hmm. Got into that, did a Bachelor of Music Theatre. And after I graduated, went back to Brizzy and then ended up moving to Melbourne yeah, as a performer. So that became my bread and butter. So it's weird now, you know, 20 years later uh, to that I did do a bit of journalism and now I work back in the media. So I've gone full circle. And tell us about uh, how you got into radio. I used to host a TV show on Channel 9 that was aired around the country um, called The Mint. It was a, a chat, uh, not a chat show. It was a, uh, a late night game show. It was me, Rob Mills, um, a couple of other guys. And it was on every single night around Australia. Started at midnight on, on the network on Channel 9. And it was one of those ones where we'd, you know, we'd alter camera and there'd be graphics on the screen. You'd have to like play word finder games. And um, it was all live and it was four hours every night. And it was amazing. I, I ended up getting an audition for that show because I'd worked as a singer on another Channel 9 show called The Singing Bee. And I was in the house band on Singing Bee. And I'd done a lot on Channel 9 as a singer in, in the house band. And uh, they saw me. They wanted to see me as a host for this show. Got the role. Never never done TV. But ended up doing live live TV every night, which was amazing training ground. Just incredible. Absolutely loved it. That finished up. And I got a phone call saying, look, Light FM are looking for a breakfast host because one of the hosts is going off to have a baby. Um, would you be interested? You've done live TV. I mean, radio is so very similar. And I thought, yep, I'll give it a shot. I'll go and do radio. Uh, I met at that time was a guy called Luke Holt, who's quite well known around the country in Christian radio. He's one of the most remarkable men I've ever met. Um, he employed me. I was very young. I was in my gosh, I was how old was I? I was in my like mid mid twenties, um, and thought I will do radio for six months, and then it'll be on my CV, and then I can say I've done stage and theatre <laughs> and TV and radio, and I'll be like the quadruple threat, and it'll be great. And that six months turned into 10 years and I'm still on Light FM and it is the most phenomenally wonderful job I could ever imagine. I'm just obsessed with the craft of radio. I love radio and I love the mission of Light FM and I love Christian radio in this country. I'm just one of the biggest advocates for it. Um, so I, I love that I'm still there after 10 years. That's something that I'm I'm very proud of. So yeah, that's how I got into radio. And you've won a couple of awards with the uh, Christian Media and Arts Association, yes. most engaging radio show the last couple of years yes. and also uh, ratings like over a million, was it 1.1 million listeners yes. for a community radio station yes. that is incredible uh, probably the biggest in the southern hemisphere if you if you look at you know the the, the numbers um, tell us a bit about what happens in your your radio show <laughs> yeah it's it's oh I gee I love it I absolutely do love it and yeah those awards were so so much uh, so much fun to win and such an honor to win I think they've there's only been four or five years of them and I think I've been very lucky enough to win about three of them which mm-hmm. is phenomenal um, it's nice to be recognized by your peers
years in the industry, and I'm, I am. I'm so passionate about great radio mm-hmm. and Christian radio. I just absolutely love it. Uh, there's nothing better on the planet, if you ask me. But uh, my current co-host, who I've been co-hosting with now for five years, mm-hmm. is an amazing man called Kel McWilliam. And so we do the Lucy and Kel show, obviously, six till nine, Monday to Friday on on Melbourne's Light FM. It does. It's a ratings juggernaut. The station is so loved by Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite amazing. And a 1.2 million listeners is just remarkable. Mm-hmm. We, we cannot believe it. Um, every year the survey figures come in and they just grow. And the listeners in Light FM uh, in Melbourne are just the most devoted, mm. kind, generous, loving family. Mm. It is amazing and it's crazy because I've been there 10 years now and the numbers weren't like that when I started 10 yeah. years ago. You know, we, we had much smaller listenership. And now it's funny because I've been there 10 years, no matter where I go, when it, whatever shopping centre I'm at, wherever car park I'm at, there's always a listener who goes, Lucy! Mm. And it's, uh, that's what strikes me because for the first, you know, five, six, seven years, you, you know, it was a small listenership and now it just strikes me how many people listen to Light and so many people say to me and I love this they say I'm not a Christian mm. I just love Light FM mm. there's something about it and I go I know there's something about it <laughs> and they say it's great for my kids and, and I love it when they go you know those little words those little Bible verses I don't know but I really like them and I said that's what they're meant to do they're yeah. meant to inspire you and encourage you not condemn you not judge you yeah. we're just here to do life with you no matter where you're at no matter what journey you're at we just want you to know that you are enough and that you're loved and that you've got a hope in a future and that's what I absolutely love about the station I'm so proud of how well it's doing yeah well it's uh, so cool to hear about the influence you guys are having I really believe uh, those of us in the media are called to have influence and to be salt and light and that's what you guys do uh, now the other thing I'm curious about is the Melbourne Gospel Choir um, I had the privilege years ago of interviewing Sylvie Palladino and Marina Pryor about their you know amazing careers but Christmas carols every year and I see you on stage on, on TV every year with uh, uh, Vita Adam and uh, Judd Field and all the crew uh, tell us a bit about your involvement and I've seen some of the great video clips too of the yeah. Melbourne Gospel Choir yeah I've done I've performed with the Gospel Choir now for it must be 17 years yeah. which is crazy mm-hmm. and yeah every year we get to do the carols which is so remarkable mm-hmm. And it's a highlight. It was one of the highlights of the year backstage. It's, the, it's electric and you come out. Um, but the gospel choir, amazing. Great mission, great mandate. Um, it's never been about them being stars. It's always been about them loving people in the industry, backing people, praying for people backstage, mm-hmm. uh, being great to work with, giving a great product and just trying to change the atmosphere through song. Mm-hmm. Um, and Judd, who runs it, is one of the most remarkable men you'll mm-hmm. ever meet on the planet. It's a man you want next to you in battle. Mm-hmm. He's one of the greatest men I've ever met. Uh, and he heads it up amazingly. So it's an, it's such an honour to be a part of that. We Our last performance on carols uh, was with Kiala Settle, who sings This Is Me in The Greatest Showman, which I love that song. What yeah. woman, man, dog doesn't love that song? I, every time I hear it, I weep. This is yeah. me. I'm brave. I'm Bruce. Um, so we got to sing with Kiala, which was just a highlight of my life singing with Kiala. Actually, the funny thing was when we met her in rehearsal, we all walked onto the stage and we'd never, you know, she'd flown in from LA. The movie was opening the day after Boxing Day. No one knew how big it was going to be. We walk onto the stage and she goes, I know you. I know you. And she looks at me and one of the producers of Carol's, who I know very well, Kate Halliday, walks past and just jokingly says to Kiala, oh, it's Kylie Minogue. Uh, and uh, Kiala goes, oh, I love you. And she gives me this giant bear hug. And I pull back and I go, I'm not Kylie Minogue. And she stops and she goes, are you her sister or something? And then she gives me another hug again and I pull away. And I said, and I regret saying this, I said, I'm a nobody. 
which is so silly because we're all somebody. But I just said, I'm a nobody. And she looked at him. She goes, no, you're not. Oh. And she goes, and I love you anyway, no matter who you are. And oh. I was like, oh, I thought, she is what exactly she sings in that song. Yeah. Uh, but we did that song on stage with her. And it was, I mean, I've done 17 years of carols. I've sung with some of the biggest names in Australia and overseas. And that song was electric. We really felt that something was amazing happening. Yeah. Um, and we you chucked it up on YouTube and it's up to like 3 million views now. It's amazing. It's yeah, our most yeah. viewed video. It's a brilliant song. Yeah. So that was a highlight of my time with the Gospel That's Choir. So cool. You mentioned Kylie Minogue. You're 100% Kylie, the yes. impersonator. You've got all sorts of accolades for that, travelling all over the world. You've been in TV shows as Kylie, you know. Yes. What's it like in that entertainment scene yes. uh, as a Christian yes. uh, in the middle of all that? How do you get to shine your light in that yes. scene? Well, uh, that's what I, well, I have. I've done Kylie for 17, 18 years now, 100% Kylie. It's a great so it's a two-hour stage show. Um, it went grew bigger than Ben-Hur over those 18 years, and yes. we've toured the world nonstop full-time with a whole crew, dancers, production, band, sets. It's amazing. Kylie filmed the show once um, and then sent us a message on Twitter calling it the best Kylie show in the world, and then she started following us on Twitter, then we became mates on Twitter, then I became mates with Danny, and then uh, Danny started supporting the show, then I met all the family, met the parents, everyone's been yep. to the show, the mum and dad, the brothers, um, and the whole Minogue family have been throwing their support behind the show, wow. which has been amazing, wow. which is why I think, you know, they, they saw the level of the show and the quality and they realised how successful it was. Mm. Even her dad, Ron, Kylie's dad said, we should put you on the payroll, because all you do is promote Kylie, mm. you know, 12 months a year, all around the world to places yeah. she can't go, and I'm yeah. like, I, you should put me on the payroll, Ron. <laughs> but um, that's been a really amazing experience. I've loved it. It's really joyous, fun, energetic show, all ages. It's, I mean, she's got 30 years worth of number one hits, so the show is, everyone knows every single song. Yeah. But I love working in the entertainment industry as someone who is spiritual because um, it's a, I mean, it's a dark world. I mean, every industry has got its darkness. But I find with creative people in the entertainment industry, everyone's so hungry, everyone's really open, everyone's really spiritual already, mm. and they're just looking for good oh, conversation, yeah. and everyone's ready to have these kind of chats. You know, you can sit down and say, let's chat about God, and no one's like, I don't want to talk about that because mm. performers are all much already in that headspace mm. of something bigger than themselves. So I absolutely love and feel so humble that I get to go into these kind of places and uh, talk about my faith unashamedly. I love that. You know, that took me a long time at first. I mean, when I started out in the entertainment industry, I was very quiet. I was like, you know, I didn't even know how to have conversations about God. Mm. And it wasn't until I obviously grew up and became a more mature woman that I realized this is great. Like, like the song, this is me. Hey, I believe in God and I'm not ashamed. That's awesome and and I love in my industry because everyone is so open to it. I mean some of the best conversations I've had about God and Jesus and reasons for living are in you know gay clubs somewhere in the world with people who are hungry mm. for something and that's what I love. That's where I've been called to. And I, I've often said you know if Jesus was here today he wouldn't be in the mega church uh, sitting in the front row. He wouldn't. He'd be in some of the most broken places, yeah. in the darkest places. He'd yeah. be in the nightclubs. He'd, he'd be on the side walks chatting to prostitutes that's where he'd be with the people who needed him and so a lot of people said oh you're a singer do you sing in church and I'm like I don't know Mm -hmm. God never called me to that Mm -hmm. and I love and respect people that do but that's not where I've been called I've been called to the entertainment industry and Mm -hmm. I I I love and I I feel very humbled that I've that I've been given that mandate Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm.
Uh, you know, the truth is a lot of people uh, know Christians for what we're against, but we need to show them what we're for. Yep. And you're for light and love. And, you know, Jesus always went to the last, the least, and the lost. Yep. And he'd go to those highways and byways. And clearly the Lord's opened those doors for you. It's great to see you shining a light in there. Um, I do love your church. I know you're a part of Stairway Church with Pastor Peter McHugh. I've met him before. Uh, what's How important is church life to you? Yeah. Uh, I've been Again, I've been at Stairway for about 18 years, 17 years um, from when it was quite a smaller, much smaller church now to one of Melbourne's largest churches. Um, I've been heavily involved there over the last decade. I ran the dramatic arts team. It was started by Marina Pryor, actually. She started the drama team and I ran it conjunctively with her then Marina ended up moving on from Stairway and I took over the, the drama team we would stage huge theatrical productions every year um, and I would always write and direct them and yep. they were amazing they were bigger than Ben-Hur they were, mm. and people would come and go I feel like I should be paying a hundred bucks a ticket because they were mega musicals mm. with huge sets and costumes and we'd rehearse for six months and that was amazing I loved serving that way that I did feel once I had a baby um, I was still trying I mean I had a baby and then like two months later I'm trying to write and direct a show with a cast of a hundred people and I remember it was just getting harder every yeah. year. And I'm touring nonstop with the Kylie show. I'm on stage with Gospel Choir. I'm doing radio every morning. I was writing, directing shows for six months part-time at the church. I just was going crazy. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't juggle everything and everything was suffering. Mm. So I did need to let something go. And so I let that part of it. But I felt the season had come to an end. But um, Stairway is an amazing church. And uh, now having a four-year-old daughter, seeing her in kids' church, I, I realize how vital yeah. having a really healthy, supportive church is. And my daughter is flourishing and she's quite amazing the things she says and I know that she's learning it from the kids mm. church I mean we talk about God but the things she comes up with I mean when I told her I was coming to Vietnam with CBM to and I was she's, she's not even four yet and I was saying you know mummy's going to help blind people mummy's going to help blind people see I didn't get into the fundraising she's you know she's three but I said mummy's going to help people see mm. and she looked at me and she went oh, just like Jesus oh, and I was so like good. oh I was like my heart ripped out of my chest and I said this is the cutest part I said Yes, baby, yeah. it, it is like Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And then she said, oh, but you don't have superpowers like Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, you're right, you're right. We do it a little bit different, yeah. but we do it because he did it and he loved those who were less fortunate. Yeah. We're doing it a bit different. We're, we're bringing, I said, we're bringing money so that we can pay for them to see doctors. And yeah. she was like, great. But it was just beautiful to see a three-and-a-half-year-old be able to comprehend something that she'd obviously heard in kids' church about yeah. Jesus healing the blind, mm -hmm. which I've not taught her, and then be able to relate it to what her mum was going to do overseas so yeah church is very very vital and i know you've been a massive um spokesman for cbm for many years yeah. you've been to the philippines and vietnam and other countries nepal other different countries over the years so it's wonderful to, to see i've been following you on social media for years i always see you on instagram and facebook popping up doing exciting things with that with light fm uh and uh the other exciting news is your new tv show you're yeah. a part of coming up soon tell us all about this one yeah i'm uh, on a new show that's coming out on channel seven called all together now uh which is hosted by Julie Zamiro and stars Ronan Keating and a panel of 100 judges and it's a singing show with a difference it is incredible it's going to be a real oh, it's going to be a blockbuster it's amazing I imagine coming out to sing not as a professional singer but just as someone enjoys singing coming out and standing in front of 100 wow. industry professionals Rhonda Birchmore mm. Sylvie Palladino Ronan Keating yeah. you've got a whole bunch of people singing teachers backing singers um, people like myself who've been performing for 20 years and they stand there they sing and then we get to press our buzzer to decide whether they get us up singing and dancing. It was the funnest show to record. Yeah. I can't wait for it to air. It's going to be really good. Mm, it was a lot of fun. It's uh, almost time to wrap up and uh, I just wanted to mention that if people do want to uh, check out your website, it's lucyhomes.com H-O-L- 
M-E-S.com. And uh, you're also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. Uh, and uh, just before we go, so you, you're obviously flat out. What do you do for your time to just recharge and refuel and, and to spend time with God? What do you do for your devotional time? What, what fills you up? Um, do you know what? It's, it's funny. It changes in different seasons. Um, I have been trying to slow down. I've been trying to live in the present and that's been a massive key for me because I've sometimes you think so far ahead. What's what am I doing next month, next year? Where do I want to be? As opposed to what's happening right now? What do I need right now? What do I need to give my daughter right in this moment? As opposed to next week, and that's been really, really incredibly life changing for me. Trying to become more present in the moment. But you know, I find, and this I don't know if anyone else has ever done this, but I get so much clarity, peace, and mental strength, and I find a real time to quietly reflect, go over my thoughts, talk with God when I go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I have just been loving that I mean I've always enjoyed the gym but the last year especially for me uh, the physical strength has really helped mental strength for me Mm -hmm. and I get there and I put my headphones on just rock some really good music and you know gym stuff can be so repetitive that it gives me all this space and time to think and chat with god or just be Mm. present in that moment so for me that's been the season of of that which has been wonderful and and I now I've got muscles <laughs> <laughs> so cool to catch up with you and great to hang out with you in Vietnam I mean aren't we blessed to come and do this over here with all these other people from Christian radio and uh, I pray the Lord continues to open doors for you and that you continue to be salt and light in what you're doing uh, I reckon you're a history maker thanks for joining us thank you for having me Matt lovely to meet you and thank you for all the work you do in the industry as well thanks for joining us on history makers if you'd like to listen to this interview again just go to historymakers.tv There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.